tired of the everyday grind? Want to get away from it all? Descent into paradise. Florida. Greetings, everybody, from sunny Florida. Here's wishing you the best of everything. And it's my personal belief that the best of everything comes from right down here. Hey everybody, it's Steph from JustTheDayInParadise.com and thanks for tuning in to episode 21 of Just a Podcast in Paradise. We in the Dip Crew love living in the Sunshine State and it's our goal to help you plan for your very own day in paradise. Follow along as we explore the keys, the theme parks, springs, and everything in between. As you know, we've always got to have a cocktail for you and today we're drinking up some swamp juice. We're ready if you are, so kick up your feet, throw on your shades, and let's take a trip to paradise. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Hey, guys. How's your swamp juice? Pretty good. Yeah? I'm almost done. You're almost done already? And we're just getting started? Mm -hmm. It's refreshing. Not as muggy as I expected. Yeah, so uh, we're drinking swamp juice today. Oh, yeah. Because we're actually going to be taking a trip to the swamp. Uh Uh-oh. We're hunting. We're hunting. Swamp. What are we hunting? Squatch. What's that? Squamp. Squamp. Swamp Squamp Squatch. squatch. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise known as the skunk ape. Oh. Have you guys heard of him? I've been squatching on my day. I too. Have Squatch. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to share a lot of stories. and, And this episode actually kicks off a whole slew of fall themed episodes. So oh. what makes the skunk ape fall themed? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Uh, it's officially fall, not summer. No. If you look at the calendar. It's hot. If you look at the temperature, it's still summer, for sure. It was 90 degrees today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time of year, I think especially for those in Florida or Floridians, the things that make it feel like fall are those like spooky things. Spooky like things. Like when we get ready for Halloween. I like spooky things. You know, uh, fall flavored beverages like if you're basic oh, yeah. you get pumpkin spice lattes which like is back yeah so i figured we'd bring in an entire month of spooky shows <gasps> we're going to showcase haunted happenings creepy creatures and mythological mysteries i'm in are you in i'm are you so excited? in i'm gonna be so scared by the end of the month yeah. but let's do it <laughs> so that's the x files megan this is a squatch files is there a song for that it's still like Eerie, like yeah. a really like you could you could do that song, but on like a banjo and like a fiddle. That would be no, great. Would be, if be, anyone I would like to request that any banjo player give us a rendition of the X Files via banjo, and we will like make it our <gasps> that'd be fun haunted theme. If you play the banjo, email me at Steph at justadayinparadise dot com, and we'll do a little ditty together. Got some contacts, see yeah. what I can find. <laughs> so. You guys know a little bit about Skunk Ape, but I'm going to fill in our listeners that maybe aren't quite so versed on the matter. Uh, The Skunk Ape is a Bigfoot-esque creature that makes his home in the southeastern United States, with most sightings happening right here in Florida. Mm -hmm. He has some other names. So we talked about Swamp Squatch. He also goes by the name Swamp Cabbage Man, Swamp Ape, Stink Ape, Florida Bigfoot, Louisiana Bigfoot, Mayaka Ape, and Mayaka Skunk Ape. Did I you think know Stink Ape is just a—it's just rude. Well, do you guys know that 
part of the legend and part of the the sightings that people have about yeah that's what makes him different from like Bigfoots or the Ohio Grassman or yeah. the Yeti is that first you smell the skunk ape and then you see the skunk ape. Yeah, I think it's you know due to the humidity and you know Sweaty yeah guy. nasty water out there and stuff. Yeah, I think if Garrett went without showering for like a week, he'd probably smell like a skunk ape. Pretty close. You know, I mean, it gets pretty, freaking pretty hot and humid down here. And if, if you're I don't have my swamp, ball of powder, disgusting. Yeah. That's it. Then it, skunk ape, hit us up if you need some ball of powder yeah. for those hairy thighs of yours. Um. So, besides the smell, do you guys know other characteristics that make Skunk Ape unique? He's got a little bit more of a, like an orange tint to him, yep. doesn't he? Yeah. Is he smaller as well than the... Like, he the is. Yeah. yeah. And to me, like, so, okay, so he's shorter. He has long patches of fur on his shoulders and arms. And he's often described, like you said, Garrett, like a rusty red color, mm-hmm. as opposed to other squatches, brown or black coloration. Some reports also describe the creature as having pale coloration around its face or eyes, similar to a gibbon. And the smell is supposedly really bad. Like a skunk. Like a skunk ape. I don't know. Whatever. Um, So I think before we get into the meat of this matter, I've got to know. I'm going to educate you guys on some some sightings. We're yeah. also going to have on a special guest in a little bit Ooh. that's going to teach you and you at home about the skunk ape. But before we get started, do you guys believe that there's a skunk ape out there? Come on, Steph. Yeah. We're not, we're not kids. Of course we do. <laughs> I do believe, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Do I think it's possible that it could be just an, you know something else and not necessarily human but an animal? Yeah. Sure. But I think there's something that we haven't identified in the East Everglades. I agree. Think about it. Like you've got all this forest. You got you. You're bound to miss some sort, some species. Absolutely. And like all the accounts uh, are very similar. And like these aren't crazy people. You know what I mean? Like uh, these are people that are like calling the police, saying that something's knocking around their trash cans outside, and they've seen bears. Yeah. They've seen coyotes. There's no bears in Florida. It's a yeah, there are. It's really. Are you kidding me? One hundred percent. There's bears in like Golden Gate. People see them in Golden Gate all the time. This Don't is, you follow only in Naples. This is news, <laughs> this is news to me. Yeah, and so they're clearly not. So maybe Garrett would think that it was a bear. Maybe or a skunk ape. I would He'd have be to like, tell "There's Megan not bears bear in Florida, so it's clearly a skunk ape." So if you're at home. And you're listening, and you don't believe in the skunk ape. Uh, Turn it off. We're going to give you some reasons why you might be wrong. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to share some of the most famous skunk ape sightings, tell you all about where you can find them for yourself, hear a spooky tale from Megan, Uh and then interview our special guest. Should we tell him who it is? Uh, Wait till after the break. Keyword. Keyword. Keyword skunk ape. Keywords, yeah. It's hyphenated. We will tell you. One word. After the break. After the break. Okay, Garrett, it's time for bed. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Can you, can, you, can you tell me a story first? All right, one story, and then it's nighty-night for you. Do you remember the one about Meggie Locks and the three cocktails? Oh, my gosh, I love this one. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Meggie Locks. She went for a walk on the beach. Pretty soon, she came upon a tiki bar. 
She sat down in the bar and immediately she was served three beautiful cocktails. Maggie Locks can never resist a free drink. She tasted the first one and realized the straw was plastic. No, plastic is terrible for the environment. I can't drink this. So she tasted the second drink. Gross. The straw's all soggy and all I taste is paper. So she tasted the last cocktail. Mmm, this hay straw is perfect. She said happily and enjoyed the rest of her delicious margarita. Well, Garrett, what's the moral of the story? (sighs) That when you use hay straws, all natural, 100%, biodegradable, gluten-free, and never soggy straws, you're actually doing your part to help take care of our planet. They can be tossed right in the compost bin after and will break down naturally and return to the circle that's right, big guy. Good night, Steph. Good night, Garrett. We can all sleep a little easier thanks to Haystraws. Visit Haystraws.com to find out more. Whee. I love Haystraws. I do too. Literally every time we make a cocktail on the show, we use a hay straw. So tonight for our swamp juice, we're using a hay straw. I put some mint in there mm-hmm. to make it, make it look a little bit swampy and a Swedish fish. So you're like, what's that? What's and, that uh, in there? You know, with a paper straw sitting in here like this, it would be a complete mess and taste disgusting. Yeah. Remember we saw that kid? At melting pot, he's like, "Why do you have a paper straw?" <laughs> Literally, I love the planet, and I'll like begrudgingly drink out of a paper straw, but it's pretty disgusting. Like, don't even use they a straw; just, they can't hold up. It's they worthless. Can't. Yeah, and, like you have to like chug your drink as quickly as it's possible. It's like using a tissue. Wanna, like, yeah, it's like using a right. up tissue. It doesn't make any sense. So, thank you, hay straws. If thank you guys you. haven't tried them at home, definitely go get yourself a pack of hay straws. They have a website, but you can also just get them on Amazon if you're on Amazon Prime. Get yourself some extras. Pretty much everybody is. Right. At this point in 2020, you have to have an Amazon account. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about history first. Mm. Uh, The earliest known skunk ape sighting happened in 1957 when a pair of hunters claimed that a gigantic smelly ape invaded their camp in the Everglades. Their story picked up traction, and as it spread, the creature started to pick up its own unique name inspired by its unique smell. Dozens of sighting followed. Dozens of sightings followed. In 1973, a family claimed that they saw a skunk ape chase their child off a tricycle. That's scary. And it's the 70s. It's like actually a thing that like dogs hate tricycles. So I can see how an animal like human, right, or human like animal would be like afraid of a tricycle. Right, because you know what, bears like you can scream at a bear and it's gonna it's gonna leave. Like they're not used to being. Um, I don't know, like yelled at or like startled by stuff. But primates are way more curious. They're going to try yeah. to get your kid off the tricycle. And they have hands. They'll and they, right have hands. they have so, hands. So, Gary, you know how you're always Technically, like, Technically, they have four hands. If... That's true. Well, do we know that? Know skunk ape, but... but a lot of primates do. Yeah. I mean, I can pick up stuff with my feet if I really want to. Um, this one I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, I didn't finish about the trike story. So, the next year, another family claimed that they hit one with their car and they had hairs in the fender to prove it. Little red hairs. Oh. That's crazy, right? They could have just hit a redhead. Where are those person. hairs today? I don't know. Anyone know? Maybe we'll ask our guests if he knows where we can find some relics. Uh, then a whole tour bus full of people claimed that they saw a swamp Sasquatch in 1997. They described it as a seven-foot, 
red-haired ape running through the Everglades. There were 30 or 40 people in all, and every single one of them told the same exact story. Are you sure it wasn't King Louis from the Jungle Book? <laughs> but I didn't ask. Hearing Inverness, that particular yeah. story, like how are you still casting doubt? I mean, they all told the same story. That's what I mean. Like if you, yeah. so if you Google like skunk ape sightings, you could, there's literally tons of them and they're all not super sensational. Like it's just like, I saw this animal. I know what color it was. I know it was huge. I know it wasn't X, Y, Z. It looked like an ape. You can't tell me I didn't see an ape. But it walks more like a human. Erect. It doesn't like, it's not on, it's like paws. Right, exactly. Hands. Hands. Yeah. I think it's hands. Uh, the stories of the skunk ape go back much further than the 20th century. The Mus- Muscogee and Seminole tribes that lived in the Everglades Forest before European settlers arrived said they've seen skunk apes in the woods for hundreds of years. They called it the Esti Kopkaki. Uh Or... The tall man. I don't speak Seminole. The tall man. The, the tall that man. Ominous. That's scary, right? Yeah. yeah. The tall man. And like, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm getting nervous already, but like, you yeah. know, an animal and you know, a man, like when you see something walk upright, that's weird. Especially if it's in the Everglades. Yeah. I get uh, that. It's scary. It is scary, right? Yeah. And you're what? Six something? Six one. So if you saw something that was a foot taller than you with red hair chasing you through a swamp. Yeah, I, I would be scary. Wouldn't be a fan. It's like I yeah. bury myself in the swamp. Right, like <laughs> don't find me. <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry. The Native Americans, the Native Floridians, thought that he was the protector of the woods. They oh. said that he would keep away those who would damage the forests. So even when you don't see the Florida skunk ape, they believe that he's watching you forever, vigilantly gazing over those who enter his domain and using his mystic powers to vanish into thin air. So it's like, so in their world, it's like King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Mystical. Garden of the Swamp. And that's the thing. With all the skunk ape encounters that I saw, I couldn't find any except that one with the kid where, I mean, it could have just been playing too when it knocked the kid off the bicycle where there was like an attack. Like there wasn't anything super violent. Uh I'm not going to let it get close enough to where I really (laughs) know if he attacks me or not. Yeah, I'd probably hide. Uh, Have you guys seen the notorious photograph of the skunk ape. Like if you look up the skunk ape picture, have you guys seen it? I'm yeah. If you, if you watched um, the, uh, if you watched monster quest back on the history channel, oh, such a good show. Um, skunk ape was one of them. And yeah. Oh, wait, let me keep, keep I see that some here. people think that it's an orangutan, that particular photo. Let me see. And I can kind of see that, but looks like he has like a beard. Not the really color in the face seem so exactly much. Right. Yeah. And also the size, but not I that know. I know. That looks but he looks totally size. hunched over. Yeah. Like you can see, right. like you don't see any neck. Like his head is almost but like below those, his shoulders. But those, like those palms are pretty tall. Yeah, those, they look like bushes because yeah. of the way that he's, it's covering him, but it is. I forget the name. Clearly of it, a tree. But they're, but they're taller. Like yeah. the, the taller right. like ones. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so if you go ahead and Google skunk, skunk ape, you're probably going to find that picture. Uh, and then there's some particular places that you can find him. Like if you're visiting Florida, mm-hmm. you know it's Halloween time. Yeah. You want to try to find yourself a Squatch, which is probably a pretty good time anyway because it's a little bit cooler. So if you wanted to go camping, something like that, camping, maybe tell yeah, ghost stories. Nice. Uh, there are three places that are really... So there's three places that you would really want to go looking for the skunk ape. There's, maybe I'll let you guess. Guess, go. Guess, my Guess, go. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. 
I have been there, and it's the Big Cypress National Preserve, which is also where you can find the Skunk Ape Research Center. Skunk Ape Headquarters, I think, is its most accurate name. But yes, it is there. Ochapi. Ochapi, Florida. So are we saying, like, the Skunk Ape Headquarters, do you think there's just, like, this really long round table of, like, computers and everything of people, like, trying to <laughs> surveil? I don't think it's exactly like that. No. I haven't been. We've been trying to get out there for a little while, but there's, like, a... It's like an hour east of Naples. It's not very far. No, it's not far at it's all. It's like the oh. center. Yeah, of it's like just past um, Everlade uh, City. Yeah. Uh, we pass it all the time, going to Miami on 75. That's where like I was going to guess, Miami, yeah. mm-hmm. where this concave is. Um, <laughs> there's also uh, the Mayaka River, mm. which is well, like a hotbed for skunk ape sightings. Did you see him or her? No, we did see deer, though. I wonder if they eat deer. Or maybe they're vegetarians. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, but uh, Mayaka River State Park is a Florida state park that is located nine miles east of Interstate 75 in Sarasota County and a portion of southeastern Manatee County on the Atlantic Coastal Plain. This state park consists of 37,000 acres, making it one of the state's largest parks. So it totally makes sense that the skunk ape would hide there. Yeah, It's a state park, so there's not going to be a lot of noise. Like It's going to be completely uninterrupted. You know? Yeah, I get it. So it makes sense. Makes sense that he would be there. These are all in the column of yes, skunk ape exists. I haven't heard anything yet to deter me. Yeah, they no, they exist. It's it's, it's, a, it's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact. Okay, we'll just continue to treat it as fact. Uh, then I found this, which I had never heard of before, but it's a place called Ocala Bigfoot Tours. Mm-hmm. You can go to OcalaBigfootTours.com and experience the thrill of a lifetime searching for the elusive creature known as Bigfoot. And as you take as they take you deep into the Ocala National Forest, right into the hotbed area for Bigfoot sightings, your guide will draw your attention to several areas that have a unique history of reported Bigfoot encounters and evidence findings. So even if you don't actually encounter one, it's still going to be really educational. It's going to be fun because you're like out in skunk ape land. And yeah. Nice. Would you go? I mean, yeah, of course. For Why sure. Not? Right? I would need a lot of bug repellent. I'm pretty allergic to... All everything. bugs. Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Grass. I wonder still go. if he's more active when it's cooler out, just Probably. like we are. So it'd be like nice to like go in the swampy area when That's it's true. We gotta figure out like when the prime time is. Maybe he like goes in a cave and hibernates like a bear. Who what? knows? Where do you see maybe, caves? Maybe Skunky and... Dave knows. But who? 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 She spoiled it. That's who we're having on. We're having on Skunk Ape Dave. Yes. So Skunk Ape Dave actually owns Skunk Ape headquarters. Uh the legend of Skunk Ape uh, goes back, as you know, over 100 years. And in 2000, Dave Shealy captured a video of the legendary creature. We all watched it today. So we were prepped and ready. What'd you guys think? We have some questions. I mean, it was moving through the swamp. Right? That's the thing. Like, have you ever run, like, on the beach? Like, in the like in the water with just, like, a little bit of wet sand? Or even, like, when we were out on that sandbar the other day, and it was, like, mucky? It was hard to walk, mm-hmm. let alone yeah. sprint. Your feet gets like stuck. It's almost like quicksand. Right. Uh. Yeah. Pretty scary. Uh, so the headquarters has served as an Everglades icon and world famous roadside attraction for decades. The exhibit hosts giant alligators and one of the largest snakes in captivity in a in the world. He's a three hundred and fifty pound reticulated python. Uh, the gift shop offers officially licensed skunk ape merchandise. There's a hat that I really want and a variety of alligator products as well as local native crafts so who better to teach us about the skunk ape than skunk ape dave 
It definitely seems like he's had a length of experience. Right? Because, I mean, you can do as much research as you want on the computer, but until you're waist deep in the Everglades, videotape and squatches, you really don't know. So why don't we give Skunk Ape Dave a call? I I have one quick thing. Okay. First off, I just watched the video, but (laughs) sorry, I didn't have time today. Uh, Second off, Uh now I think a question is going to come up where we're going to say, what does it sound like, I feel like? We should ask Ooh, him. That's a great, that's a great now, one. Let's. Okay, that was the, she. She got in front of me. Right, mute her. Steph, How do I mute her mic? Yeah. What, what, what do you think it's gonna sound like? Well, if it's like a howler monkey, what is it gonna sound like? Maybe it sounds more like like a. Mm. <laughs> so someone who's like really full. <laughs> so you you after you someone, eat someone. I just picture myself seven feet tall and hairy and so hot and just like. Oh, <laughs> why does your sound like me goes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's well, getting I'll... out of control. We got to get Skunk Ape Dave here to tell it. <laughs> That's what I think is going to be. All right, well, uh, we're going to ask Skunk Ape Dave exactly what he thinks after our next break. Wow, playing frisbee on the beach is the best. I know. What a great day for fun in the sun. Why don't you come join us, Garrett? I know how much you love ultimate frisbee. You know, I'm actually going to sit this one out, guys. Garrett, that's not like you. Is something wrong? It's just that, you know, it's really hot out, and and my thighs, they're, they're so clammy. Oh, don't worry, bro. We've all been there. I've got just the thing in my beach bag. Try this bala powder. Powder? Steph, isn't that for babies? <laughs> Not this powder, Gare Bear. Whether you're enjoying an actual day in paradise or just grinding away and daydreaming of your next dip to come, Bala Body Products for Men will keep you feeling fresh, comfortable, and smelling great. The finest Italian talc blend with all natural essentials and fragrances that will keep you chafe free and walking confidently wherever your journey through paradise takes you. Wow, Steph, you're right. I've never felt so fresh and comfortable. I'm gonna wear this at the office. And it smells good too. All right, Garrett, go long. <laughs> Don't mind if I do, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back from our break and we are so excited. Like we said, while we know a lot about the skunk ape lore, there's a lot that we don't know because I myself have never been out camping in the Everglades. So there's no better person than to tell us all about the skunk ape than we've got skunk ape Dave from skunk ape headquarters on the call. Say hi, Dave. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We're so excited to have you. I know you've got a busy schedule, uh, so we're going to ask you some questions to help our listeners that don't know about Skunk Ape figure out a little bit more. Okay. All right. So uh, tell us, did you grow up in Florida or tell us how you came across uh, the Everglades first? There um the coast of the Everglades is the 10,000 islands. And 
the uh, there's an island called Chukalusky Island near Everglades City, and and it's an island. There wasn't a road to it, but in 1890, a gentleman contacted my family. My family lived in Fruitville, Florida, so oh. and he asked and that we come down and help him build a school. So in 1890, the the Sheelys came to the Everglades to the island of Chukalusky to build a schoolhouse. And that's how my family got here. Wow. So you guys have been here for generations. That's so cool. And it's funny that you say Fruitville because we were talking a little bit about the Mayaka River in Sarasota County. And it, it sounds like uh, the skunk ape also has been sighted just as far north as uh, Sarasota County. Yeah. Um, I, I spend quite a bit of time in the Mayaka area, the Mayaka Swamp. And that's where the sightings are reported at, uh, up, up in that area. I just got through filming with Fox News, Fox Nation. Oh, neat. Up there. And so I'll, I'll be up here, and they've got a show called Monsters Across America, and, and I'll be on that. And that was really nice. They were, they were good people. They were going at it, though. I think I'm not supposed to give stuff away, but I think the, the, the narrative of the show is that they tied it in with the Ringling Museum up there uh-huh. and the circuses and the town of Gibsyton and that maybe something got away from the circus. They kind of lean that way, but we'll see when the show comes out. So when uh, when can our listeners tune in to see the show? Does it have an air date yet? Um, I, they've been asking me follow-up questions, saying that the air date's coming up. I, I think it's going to come up in the next week or two. It'll be a show called Monsters Across America. I think it's a new series or something they're running. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, definitely when you get the air date, email me and we'll share it on our social media because I know we'll be tuning in and I'm sure our okay. listeners will be too. That yeah, awesome. more about the Mayaka area. Um, I've been doing this for a long time. I was in Sarasota. I, I'm not really good with dates, so mm-hmm. you can't really date check me because I'm admitting right now I could be wrong. But I was in Sarasota. Uh, it was, I guess, it was in about 1997 with uh, 93.3. It's a big morning show there, mm-hmm. and um, I, I spent a week with them. Oh, I had a good time. I wound up traveling the country. I, I met. Uh, Beyonce Knowles, oh, wow. you know, the <laughs> yeah, when she was a little girl, her and her sister, Destiny's Child, I introduced them on stage, but that's another story. Oh, it's so crazy. Um, yeah, things get crazy. But what got crazy about that was the sheriff's department came by the station. I was there for about five days, and one of the deputies came in, and he showed me some photographs which have come to be known as the Mayaka Monster. Okay. And those those photographs of the skunk ape standing behind the palm meadows. Mm. Yes, we were just uh, looking at that. Yeah, I kind of validated those. Uh, the sheriff's department hadn't released them at that point, but they, they asked me a lot of questions about the photos, and uh, I kind of gave the go-ahead. And, and so those have become quite famous, actually. Yeah, we were just examining them and like kind of putting in our two cents. Like, I I don't want to jump too far ahead on some of our questions, but I know that a lot of people kind of, like you said, write off the skunk ape as an escape or an escaped rather orangutan or, you know, guy in a monkey suit, you know, but this is clearly something that 
I've never seen before. So what to you kind of validates that picture as being a skunk ape? Well, um, this whole past summer, I spent in the Mayaka area with the Discovery Channel. Uh, we were filming a series called Guardians of the Glades. Okay. Which is pythons in the Everglades. But it was a nice area to film some of the stuff. There's a cabin there I stayed at. And I got to meet a lot of the locals while I was there, just kind of off the set kind of a thing, and, and talked with them. And more and more, um, and not that I did it anyhow, but more and more, I'm beginning to believe that there's something up there, possibly some things up there, meaning more than one. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so, okay, so we have a couple questions more about skunk ape behavior a little bit later on, but I wanted to kind of set the stage. I'd love to know about your first encounter. Like, what got you into tracking the skunk ape? Well, the, the standard answer for me to that question over the years has been that I was hunting with my brother, Jack. We were young. I was 10 years old, and... It was before school, and the deal at the house was if we could get a deer before the school bus come, we got to stay home and, and butcher it, and we got to get the day off school. So we yeah, hunted a that's lot. That's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, it was a real good deal. I wasn't a big fan of school. Um, and so we were out behind the property here where I'm at now, and my brother said, hey, so we had heard about skunk apes from the neighbors. There was a lot of people lived out here. At that time, not a lot, but there were 500 residents in the big Cypress who, okay. who have been bought out by the government. So now there's not that many. It's mainly just me, my, myself and the Indians who I spent the, the day with today. Um, cool. So, uh, but we heard there was more people. And if, if we were to visit someone, they talk about it. So we knew about it. So that morning we were hunting. My brother Jack says, hey, there's something in the distance. I couldn't see it because I was kind of short. Mm -hmm. And he had to pick me up where I could see over the grass. And I looked out over the grass. And maybe 100 yards away, there's this animal just lumbering along. Um, looked like a man covered with hair. That's wow. really no other way to describe it. That is so wild. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Like I said, that's my standard answer. But looking back even further, I can remember, I mean, I was very young. Um, right now I have a, it's a 40 acre property within, in the boundaries of the uh, big Cypress national preserve, which is a very unique piece of property. Um, have 150 campsites here, uh, Indian huts, uh, cabins, but back then, when I was real young, it was just a dirt road. Mm. And we had a chain across it. And my, we pulled up in the old uh, station wagon, my, my family. And I remember my dad getting out and going to unlock the chain. And pretty soon he got my mother and my mother got out. And then I remember us crawling out and looking there. And in the mud uh, by the gate, there were these tracks that were really unusual. And I, I my, my dad said, and my mom both have since passed away. But I think that's, I think that I'm, that might've been my first time. Maybe I'm when I was just, you know, more or less an infant, or I would say a toddler. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, this has been a lifetime thing for me. 
Wow, that's so neat. Uh, Megan, I think, has a follow-up question for you. When you first saw it, were you afraid? And do you feel like at this point with everything you know, should we be afraid? Uh, well, no, you shouldn't really be afraid. But, I mean, you should, it's like with anything. You, you know that there's bears here in the Big Cypress. Mm-hmm. We have one of the largest bear populations. You might, you might be surprised to know this. The Big Cypress Preserve, Everglades National Park, and the water management all can, are interconnected wild areas. It's more than 3 million acres. This is the largest wild area east of the Mississippi. This is a, a vast, vast area out here. It's hard to imagine, really. Yeah. So, but, did you know that? This is the largest wild area east of the Mississippi? No, I had no idea. That. I I did, mm-hmm. you know, we we talk a lot about the springs and of course the state and national parks that we have and so much of it being mm-hmm. uh either underwater or wetlands. Uh and you know, we've driven across the state mm-hmm. <laughs> millions of times, so it kind of makes sense that it would be that large of an area. If you think of it as all interconnected, it actually is largest wild area east of the Mississippi. And when you look at a map, you see the oh, the whole United States is up there. There's got to be a bigger area. No, this is it. Florida is it. It's literally aside from Alaska, the last frontier. And yeah, it's been discovered. But there's a lot of areas that I go into. People haven't been in forty, fifty years. Mm-hmm. And, that's and the there's thing. a lot of areas like that. I mean, that there's this is so restrictive here. Where there's airboat air, the, airboating's been shut down. Swamp buggies have been shut down. Very limited trails. This has been going on all my life. I grew up in it. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, grew up, my family grew up in the foreman of the the national park, and I grew up in the formation of Big Cypress. So I've seen a lot of change. So I know where these areas are. We're in. Uh, I do a lot of my research in those areas just because it's quiet. I don't have to worry about interference. I never see mm-hmm. anybody out there. And that's the thing. I okay. think so many people are skeptical. You know, if if a skunk ape existed, or if there was like a, a Sasquatch type creature in the Everglades, oh well, of course we would have come across it. But there, there's there's no way. And I mean, it's not just going to walk across forty one. You know, like you said, there's so much area that man hasn't even encountered before. That's right. And they do cross 41, but people who, oh. who have those types of sightings, it's just pure luck. Right. Um, I, I put in the time. I'm in the, in the back country. And, and when I say back country, I mean, as far as you can get is humanly possible. Um, I just purchased two horses that I'm going to put into use here. Uh, this dry season, we don't have winters and summers here. We have the wet and dry season. Right. But I mean, I, I, if, I, if I if I told you what I do, you'd say no. That you, but I I cover as much as twenty miles in a night on foot. Wow. I I go in, I go off of US forty one, and um, I'm all the way back in the mangroves against the Gulf Coast, and. <laughs> If you talk to people, they'll say that's impossible, that's impenetrable. But this is where I grew up, and this is my home. And to me, um, I enjoy doing things like that. Um, a few times uh, that I've tried to take people, it's very cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some young ladies who were were really into fitness and felt like they wanted to to do it with me, and and um, 
you know, I had to go get checkups and stuff like that because this is not, it's not a game. Uh, what I do It's just, I'm not riding around in my pickup truck, shining a light around If People think that that's what I do. They're obviously not thinking correctly. Yeah. I would imagine, um, that you spend a lot of your time in water. Well, I do. I spend skunk apes spend a lot of time in right. water, and I don't think they particularly like it. And I have found, um, actually found bedding areas up in the boughs of the trees wow. in some of the. And um, this, I found these maybe twelve years ago, and I showed them to the National Park Service. And they've been very reluctant to take my research seriously because I've butted heads with the superintendents uh, and the park officials here all of my life. I run a business in a national park. No, it's not that easy to do. <laughs> yeah, um, so I can I imagine. And 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 uh, and you know, once again, I, I don't want to sound sound like I'm because I, 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 but. I'm I'm very misunderstood. I kind of developed all of these campgrounds in the preserve. You know, I mm-hmm. run a campground, and they came in on top of me, wanting to offer public stuff. And I mean, that's a direct conflict of my business. You know, mm-hmm. so I had a, a extremely lot of say in a, a lot of the development of the preserve by the National Park Service, and um, I, I'm I part my partnered for life and have been with the Seminole tribe, which is very, very powerful. And so, um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's just been an interesting life forever. So back to the point, I find these nests, I show them to the park service. It's been 10 years. Well, just recently they partnered with an orangutan facility in Indonesia. And I had, the pleasure of meeting some of the researchers here about 24 months ago. And they actually now are beginning to, to see my research. They're also getting sightings reporting in their visitor centers here in big Cypress and Everglades national park. So they're looking into it and they're looking into it as there's a possibility that there may be a group of orangutans who have taken up residence in the preserve and are living in these cypress swamps. So they're actually, so, uh, you know, and then a lot of people say, well, if, if the, all these hunting, hunting and all these game cameras, how come anybody hasn't photographed one yet? You know, uh-huh. obviously if somebody photographed one, we'd have proof. Right. It's almost like they're okay. trying to prove their point that it could be an orangutan, but it's not going well. <laughs> That's not going well. Right. <laughs> now, so I I just want to tell you that there are lots of trail cam photographs that have been taken. And some of them are quite clear and very intriguing. I spent today helping friends and taking care of my business. But what I didn't say is in that amount of time, I took several call- phone calls from around the state from people who wanted to talk to me about having sightings and stuff like that or send me some pictures. This has been going on a long time. But I can tell you that there are. I can't call the Naples Daily News and say, Hey, I finally got a clear picture of a skunk ape, and it's going to be on the front page. Right. That's not how the media works. Right. Um, 
They'll just file that away somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. You know, they call me like I'm like I'm some kind of God that can get their picture out to the world. But that's I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm just a researcher. So what I'm saying is I've seen a lot of photographs. And I've seen some really good photographs. So to say that trail cam pictures haven't been taken is not true. That's not true at all. Have you ever thought about like putting like a collection of those pictures out on the internet somewhere so other people could look at them? Um, you know, I, I, I run a very, very successful business. Mm-hmm. I, I turned it over to my son. My son runs it now. He's very computer savvy. And that's, that's necessary in today's world. The days of a billboard sign on the highway are gone. Mm-hmm. If you're not internet savvy, you're not in business, in any kind of real business, with some exceptions. But, you know, you ask me, couldn't I just put them on this? And listen, I'm 57 years <laughs> old. Okay? Yep. I... I, I'm just learning how to use my cell phone and, uh, you know, and I've got, I'm a busy man and, and I'm okay, but I can't do all of that. I'm not that organized. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a lot, lot to ask, you know? Um, no, it I, is. I, I and probably... everyone has their wheelhouse, you know? I mean, if you're out in the mangroves, it doesn't make sense that you're going to be posted <laughs> on social media, but, <laughs> but we love to see, and, we would and, love to see them, I guess is what I'm saying. And don't take me wrong when I say this, because I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I'm I'm a working man. Mm-hmm. I work for a living. I work for everything I got. I've sold a million dollars worth of T-shirts while I've been out hunting. Wow. That doesn't mean I got a million dollars. Right. That means I sold more than that. But, you know, I've sold a half a million dollars worth of T-shirts. And what that has enabled me to do over a period of 40 years is it's enabled me to go out and do research instead of having to hold down a regular job, you know, mm-hmm. seven days a week. So, you know, the money gets spent, you know, that's not much money when you spread it out over a long time. Oh yeah. Especially um, when you have all those animals to take care of. Well, my animal exhibit, you know, it, it it's, it makes a little money. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. We talking about the skunk ape, but if you want to, I have I own the second largest snake in the world. That's huge. I mean, the second it's only a foot shorter than the biggest snake in the world. Wow! And I and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm licensed in one of the highest degrees in Burmese uh, giant pythons and being able to keep and house them and show them publicly. And believe me, it's not easy. I hold some very sensitive licensing. It's tough to get. I don't even think you can get it anymore. Wow. I've been doing this a long time. I had pythons before pythons were cool. <laughs> um, You're a trendsetter, Dave. Well, there's, you hear about the, the, the big invasion of pythons here. And, and great. Yeah. And I know a lot about it. I know a lot. Like I said, I do shows with Discovery. I'm, I, I do it. I know everything, and I'm not bragging mm-hmm. about the snakes here. But um, they've always been here. There's never been a huge breeding population, but there were pythons being captured in the Everglades 40 years ago. It was very rare, mm-hmm. but they were here that, that people would let go. So it's not that new. Right. All right. Okay. Um, and also, uh, just 
you know, I just did some credibility. Um, I have five guides that live here on the premises that take people on um, traditional glades poleboat skiffs out into the rivers and across the grasslands. And that is all licensed through the National Park Service because we operate on federal land. I don't do skunk ape trips out of my business. But I can talk about history and the folklore of the area, and that's where the guides keep it at. Mm -hmm. I'm not just some flim-flam man out here swinging skunk ape t-shirts. I run a very professional business, and and my park looks like a state or government park. I don't have a bunch of people living here with their clothes lines up and you know, uh-huh. I own. I actually own. An, you know, I own a visitor, a place for visitors. Just because it's not a trailer park, I, I have a very nice park, and I've worked very hard and been through a lot to get it the way it is today. That's so. That's so cool, and I appreciate you sharing about the facility because we're always trying to share with our listeners and our followers those things that are a little off the beaten path. You know, you might not know to go out on 41 and look for Skunk Ape headquarters, you know. Uh, But I think some of our listeners, when they think of Skunk Ape, especially when we've seen the shows on the Discovery Channel and, you know, we go online and we look at footage, I think the place that people are going to recognize your name and at least your mark on Skunk Ape the most is that infamous video that you shot in what what I believe was the year 2000. Yeah, that's big right now. You know I'm on the Travel Channel with that. Oh, I didn't know that. We we all we did some research yeah. today. We watched it on YouTube. So we, we studied yeah. it almost yeah. frame by frame. <laughs> yeah, and that, um, if you notice, um, towards the end of the frame, and actually on my Facebook page um, just recently for the first time in 20 years, I went out and retraced the steps of it where it's running and the water is over my knees. So you have to keep that in mind when you're looking at the photograph. And if you do, you, it doesn't take but a second to realize there's no man could do that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's it's incredible video. It's going to be bigger than the Patterson Gimlin film. And that's the Bigfoot in Bluff Creek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the infamous one where it looks over its shoulder. Yeah, yeah, not because I'm a better skunk ape hunter, not because <laughs> I'm the good, only because of the technology of the video. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the other, the other film was a roll film, and you can get you know still kind of photographs out of it, but this was a high definition footage, and there's a lot more. To, you can get a lot better idea of the speed, the height, uh, and you, and it can be zoomed in pretty, actually, pretty nicely. That's that's so cool, and I think Megan and Garrett have pulled up some video there now. And I know, so we prepped a little bit for this episode because we're all huge skunk ape enthusiasts. So I know Megan and Garrett had some questions that they kind of want to rapid fire at you uh, to see if they can uncover a little bit more themselves. So what do you guys got for Dave? So when you're out on the trail, what kind of evidence do you look for that it's like been nearby? Like what marks does it leave? I primarily look for tracks, and that that's the, the easiest, best thing that you can do. Unfortunately, over 80% of the Everglades is covered with water during the mm-hmm. summertime, so tracks are extremely difficult to find. I also um, 
follow food sources. I go into areas where they feed, see if uh, maybe find broken off limbs, maybe find some bedding areas, stuff like that. All right. Well, speaking of food, you know, what's their what's their diet like? Well, they're omnivores. Um, they they can eat both uh, plants and meat, and the the Everglades. Once again, I don't want to. I but the Everglades has a lot of edible plants. Mm. When I walk through the Everglades, I feel like I'm walking in a, a restaurant salad bar, and I'm picking the food up with my hands. I eat personally eat a lot of the leaves as I'm hiking. Huh. Um, right now, the uh, the pond apples are dropping in the swamp, and a pond apple is about as big as a regular apple. They grow in the watery areas on the edge of cypress swamps, and when they're ripe, the the core actually uh, releases the apple into the water. It falls off through gravity and, and rainwater, and then the, and and that apple has the seeds in it. But it's not like these trees are hard to find. I mean, they're they're everywhere. Um, I would imagine you could load trains with the pond apples right now that are floating in the water out here. Wow, are they sweet? Yeah, they are, and uh, I've been a, a lot of my friends have been have been kind of playing with them. People try to make wine from them. You can get them out of the water and put them in a glass with ice cubes and sugar and stir them and add some water, and it makes a drink. Uh, they're 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 actually got a really nice taste. If if, if you, some people don't like them though, mm-hmm. well, we're gonna have to try to find some. <laughs> You better hurry because they're still falling, but they're almost done. The skunk ape is kind of infamous for its smell. Like, have you smelled it? Do you feel like you could identify it from its smell? Yeah, this is a big one. I feel like some people say first they smell the skunk ape and then they see it. Yeah. Well, here, here's here's one of this. Um, uh huh. Like I call this what the environmentalist, you know, uh huh moment. This I'm gonna give you an uh huh moment. <laughs> Um, you ever hear of the abominable snowman? Uh, yes, of yeah. Course. <laughs> yeah, of course. When we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the abominable snowman was given was given its name because of its odor. You know, was just like you know, like a skunk ape, the abominable snowman. Pretty much the same, same description, different word. You know, different languages, different words, whatever. But no, the skunk apes have an odor. Um, like all animals, but theirs is, is pretty strong, and it's a, it's a skunky smell. Mm-hmm. And, you, and even though humans don't have the best sense of smell, they're able to detect it. So we, it's funny that you brought up the abominable snowman because Garrett really wanted to ask you if there was any similarities between the skunk ape and other no. you know Sasquatch is- creatures. I'm so excited about that question. Um, <laughs> That's so funny because we told him not to ask you. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's kind of it's kind of interesting actually because this is something that's just come to light uh, to me. Re- and I, I do uh, I do quite a few podcasts and stuff all the time. I'm pretty busy, but um, so uh, there's a road that runs from Orlando, Florida, over to the Space Coast, and. Uh, that road passes under I-95, which is one of the major throughways. 
Well, over the last year, I've been getting calls from people on the interstate, on from their cell phones saying, hey, uh, you know, we're, there's this animal out in the field here near the, the expressway. And, you know, after a few times of that, you start to say, well, that's kind of interesting. Well, then I started getting calls from ranchers in that area that there was something there. And then I, I got a text from a young man up there. And we got into a conversation, and he said that he believed that there was a skunk ape up there, and this is the same spot. And he sent me these photographs of this dome-type structure, which you know, the only way I could really describe it to you, dome-type, like an igloo, so to speak. Um, but it was made out of um, palmetto fronds. It was really, really unusual. Wow. And what was and even what gets more unusual is that 20 years ago, a friend of mine who passed away, he lives at, uh, he lived, his family still does at the Fakahatchee Preserve, which is a, is a big swamp, the Fakahatchee Swamp. He came to see me and said, Dave, he says, he says, I took these pictures of this. I found it in the swamp. Do you know what it is? And it was the exact same thing that I just recently got a picture of from Weird. this guy up there. Crazy. So. You know, abominable, you know, uh -huh. abominable snowman living in igloo, skunk ape, <laughs> just kind of funny. That is weird. Catchy. Have you heard of the Ohio grass man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they Does build. Does he live in Well, he, yeah, yeah, he, I forget what type of wood it is, but he kind of like thatches together and weaves together um, like long sticks and it is a dome structure. And I saw once where, you know, they tried to have, you know, a man or two men, you know, try to build this together. And it, it took them forever. And it was obviously not even quite as ornate or um, durable as the ones that they were finding in Ohio. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because, um, you know, I spent my whole life here as a kid that from walking around with a palmetto frond over my head in the rain hunting, you know, to to the building uh, cheekies and everything's done with palm fronds here. So, but so when I, when I see this picture, I'm looking at it and I think I've been dealing with fronds my whole life. I can't build nothing like that, you know, right. so perfect. It was, yeah, it was really interesting. And I, and I kind of get turned off. Like if I'm looking through Bigfoot books and I, and it gets into the, the structures, which are real common in the Bigfoot community, you know, they, they believe they bend trees over to point in directions and they bend trees together to mark spots. But I, I don't know. A lot of it could be ice storms and stuff too. So, you know, I'm not there and I don't want to criticize anybody's work. You know, there's a lot of things that could be, but when you get to an actual structure, that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so honestly, I mean, all of this comes down to, you know, some people out there that, you know, don't believe the videos or do believe the videos, you know, what would you say to, you know, the skeptics of the videos and the pictures and everything like that? Why, why, why do you well, believe it's real? At Other this than your, point, what you see. yeah. Why should, why, what, what would I have to say to somebody who doesn't believe it? Mm -hmm. yes. Is that what you're asking? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, I live here tonight. I will go to sleep in the middle of the Everglades. And tomorrow morning, I'll wake up in the middle of the Everglades. Actually, tonight, I'm going out, and I'm going to spend the majority of the night in the Everglades. I'm in the Everglades seven days a week, 24 hours a day. 
I've seen this skunk ape in my whole life three times. I have found a lot of tracks. Um, and to me, it's just a matter of fact that, that they're here. And for somebody who hasn't been here, that's just, you know, just wanting to be, I don't know, a know-it-all, I guess. Um, you know, they, you know, whether they want to believe it or not, they could possibly be putting a threatened species at risk, you know? And, and that, 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 to me, that's the, the bad side of it is because if, if you're not here putting in the time, you shouldn't really be making disparative comments about people who are. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I think that's such a good message. And, we, you know, we're really big on trying to do whatever you can to conserve and not leave a bad mark wherever you go, especially in the Everglades. So I appreciate you sharing that. I personally mm -hmm. have yep. one more question. You had said earlier that you think it's possible that there are multiple. If there are multiple, do you think that they're social? They're like families or are they more like solitary? Um, I think they're 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 hunter gatherers. Uh, no, they, I think they live a, like a nomadic life where they hunt and gather, but they do come together. And there has been areas where of multiple sightings, and it's generally uh, once again back to the Fakahatchee Swamp here in the Everglades, in particularly, where the majority of the sightings has been reported over the last forty years um, are of two animals. So. Uh, they're, they're, they, they, they don't get together, I don't believe, in large groups. However, this is an old story. It's probably the oldest story that I've been told of skunk apes. Is, you know, I, I, like I had mentioned earlier, I have a, a, a relationship with the, with the Indians here, um, the Seminole Indians, this they're the only Indians in the United States that had never signed a, a peace agreement. Uh, they never lost the war. Uh, the war just kind of ended. The Army said there's not that many there. It's hot. The water's high. It was the costliest Indian battle in human life and in dollars in the whole United States of America. But when it was all said and done, there were 200 Indians who lived in the forest right next to my house here. Well, those are my friends. There are other reservations and stuff throughout the state, but the independent Seminole Nation was actually living here in the forest by my house. And um, they're my friends. I actually spent the day with them the t today. And I've kind of lost my space here. I don't know where I was heading with that. Yeah, you, you were telling you us. Me? Yeah, you were telling us about the oldest story that you recall. Oh, okay. All right. So. I, I've had the pleasure of meeting the, the, the medicine men who, and, and, and they've passed away now, at least my generation. Mm -hmm. There's new ones coming up, but the older ones, they tell stories. They, um, all of their written history was destroyed and burned and left behind uh, while they were making their way to the Everglades to find, to find peace, actually. That's mm -hmm. why they came in, to be left alone. So, they tell stories, and that's how they—that's their history through the elders, and 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 the and the stories go back two hundred years. Well, the story was this: the Indians were pushed down in here to the Everglades. Some slaves had met up with them, escaped slaves, 
and met up with them in the Everglades. And the Seminole Indians took them in, and they had the slaves, and the slaves fought with them in the in the last skirmishes of the war. And but also when they arrived here in the forest near my house, they located a group of skunk apes who were living down along the mangroves. One of the Indians came and, and described what he said was four or five animals covered with hair that looked like men. And they talked it over at the camp, and they decided that they could use all the help they could get, that there was a war going on. And so they asked this warrior, this scout to go back and find them and see if he could communicate and bring them back to the village so that they could help in the battle. So he went out, but he was unable to, to have any type of communication whatsoever. There was no speaking, no sign language, uh, no gestures, anything that uh, meant communication. And he came back and he, he was he was real distraught that he wasn't able to, to get them to communicate with them. And that's the story I heard. Wow, that's crazy. Did they have a name for them that you know of? Yeah, it's just the Indian words, which I, I you know, you'd think, Dave, you're the skunk ape guy. Come on, but not <laughs> hairy man. It's just simple hairy man. Uh-huh. Wow, that's yeah. so crazy. Well, I think that is a perfect place to kind of leave everyone a little bit more intrigued to do their own research about the skunk ape. So, Dave, before we let you go, tell us where people can find Skunk Ape headquarters and where they can find out a little bit more about you. Okay. Um, US-41 passes directly through the Everglades, and I live on US-41 in the Big Cypress National Preserve. And... I run the Skunk Ape Research Headquarters, which is a multi-faceted business, and it's a family-friendly business in all aspects. And you can check it out at skunkapeheadquarters.info is my my website, skunkapeheadquarters.info, or you can just Google Skunk Ape Headquarters and things will pop up. That's awesome. I know that we we got to go out there and see that snake and get a sweet hat so we can represent Skunk Ape headquarters. So, Dave, thank you so much. We had a blast with you. We learned a lot. We're going to go do some more of our own research, and we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. Well, thank you all for your time as well. Wow, so Skunk Ape Dave. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think when people think about the Skunk Ape, and you could kind of hear it in his voice you know like it's not a joke it's not a game this is his life you know he's legit like he's in the swamp right and you know people want to talk about that one video in particular and be like it's a hoax like it first of all if a man was doing that that'd be incredible but it's not possible i mean you talk about being waist deep in the water you talk about that grass is like six feet tall yeah so you know what i mean people unless you've been out there don't, don't, you don't, don't get it. Be, you would literally yeah. pass out if you were in that suit just from the exhaustion of it. Like, it's not possible. Right. You don't know how hot it is out there. <laughs> right. like, it's it's exactly. hotter in the swamp than regular Florida, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You think it's you, already unbearable. You think you could go out there on a trip with Skunk Ape Dave? I don't think yeah. I could go more than a mile. Garrett and says he yes. goes 20 miles, so. Probably not that. I won't survive it. Yeah. <laughs> right? 20 miles in one night? No way. I might. I can I can barely make it to the headquarters. It's so hot out. You should out. have asked him if he uses, like, a natural bug spray repellent. I think he's probably immune to everything that's oh out there. Oh my god. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, I died from the right. bugs. 
You would die. So uh, now that we've heard from Skunk Ape Dave, I thought we could hear Megan's Skunk Ape encounter before we sign off. So don't get too excited. There was no actual skunk ape encounter, but several years ago, I was probably like 13 years old. I went with my friend and her family to a trail where the skunk ape can supposedly be spotted. It was actually in Big Cypress National Preserve. Okay. Um, and we drove through. It was dark, and we had our headlights on. We're looking. You didn't really see anything. And then we had to stop because my friend actually had to... Defecate on the trail. Why would you? Oh my gosh! Um, She needed to use the restroom, and once you're on the trail, it is a very narrow road surrounded by swamp. There's no turning around. You, the only way out is through. And you know what? If you were scared and you were hunting for a skunk ape, you might get a little tummy tummy, and you're like. You know, I gotta I go. I, would. I agree, <laughs> but imagine having the gall to go outside at night and. Right. When you gotta go, go you gotta on go. The trail. So that happened, and, uh, and we did learn that. The smell did not attract the skunk ape, so Probably that was scared a little him disappointing. Away. Um, but what, the interesting thing that happened is that we were driving, and again, like I said, it's extremely narrow. A car can fit. You're surrounded by swamp on every side, so it's tall grass and water. A car can't drive through that. And we see a car coming toward us down the road with their headlights on, and we're, like, worried because we can't move. We can't get off to the side. We can't turn around, so what are we going to do? Yeah. And we get closer and closer, and then all of a sudden it disappears. Like, I don't know if we turn off his headlights or what. what? So we just kept going. Like, obviously we're going to see him pulled over because there's no way for him to go, but we never saw it. The car just disappeared. What? So I don't know if it was, like, a ghost skunk car, ape. if it's the skunk a... ape picked up a Come car on, and ghost took it car. into the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> That is weird. That would freak me out. There's nowhere for it to go. Like, it, it wasn't just the kids that were afraid. The adults in the car. Everyone was also <laughs> afraid. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, well, thank you for regaling us with your tale, your regale tale. Mm-hmm. All right. So we heard about all the places you can find Skunk Ape. We heard about some sightings. We heard from Skunk Ape Dave. Uh-huh. You guys still think he's real? Yeah. Uh, oh, 100%. I know. I think I think uh, more now, actually. Yeah, definitely more. <laughs> Especially hearing that story of the, what the Seminoles saw many years ago. Right. Gosh. Yeah. You know what? These city folk, they don't respect. Seeing is not always believing. Although, oh, that's nice. maybe one day Dave's many photos that he has just been I know. I hope he releases those. Yeah. Some are great quality. Right. This is not very tech savvy. Come on, Jack Sheely. Get it Jack, together. Yeah, Jack, help your dad out. But you know what? If my dad called me about wanting to release some f- photos, I'd be like, Dad, I'm too busy. I can't. I mean, I'll buy the photos. Your dad? Not <laughs> your dad? Photos. My dad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, let's see. All right, guys. If you follow us on social media, you know we've got a lot of giveaways going on this week, so be sure to check those out and enter for your chance to win. For tuning in to Just a Podcast in Paradise. We know you have your choice of travel podcasts, and we thank you for choosing to travel with us. We would love it if you would subscribe so you don't miss an episode and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed your time with us, the Skunk Abe, and Dave today. You can also follow us on Instagram at Just Take a Dip for daily updates on what's happening around Florida, and check out our YouTube channel, Just a Day in Paradise, for destination ideas, restaurant reviews, unboxing things you might want to take on your next trip, and copycat recipes from some of our favorite places in paradise we're wishing you a little bit of sunshine wherever you are and we hope to see you in paradise soon say goodbye guys bye everybody if you have a skunk story please tell us yes yeah call us and tell us email us tweet us tweet us everything drink hay straws use hay straws oh wait we never did our skunk ape call should we do it at the same time